Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Music and Photography Podcast. I'm Billy Sanford, and today my special guest is Sarah Akers. Hi, Sarah. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing today? I'm doing great also. Thank you, and thank you for joining me. Thrilled to be here. Thanks for asking. <laughs> of course. So uh, a little while back, you had posted a picture you took of a mural of John Prine and you talked about kind of your parents and the music that they listened to and that they both liked him and and this idea of passing down a love of music and photography uh, may come up a few times in our in our conversation because it seems like that's been an important thing for you to expose your children to as well but on the photography side of things, I don't really know your origin story and didn't know if maybe there was an, a family influence there as well, or if it was just something you picked up on your own. So how did you kind of get started in photography? It's definitely something I picked up on my own. My family, um, they're all into arts and, and music and, and books, but they were never particularly into photography. Um, I took a photography class in college and I lasted a few weeks. I was the only girl in the class and I was, <laughs> and it's one of my big regrets because the professor, he was kind of a, a prickly person, but he was an incredible photographer with decades of experience. And I really wish I would have just toughed it out and, and learned what he had to teach because it would have really given me a, a much better background than I have. <laughs> I didn't really get into photography until, um, I guess when Etsy was just getting off the ground, um, I made jewelry using vintage pieces. And um, I found really quickly that I like taking the picture more than I like making the jewelry. <laughs> if I could get and how technically good I could get the pictures. And so from then I just taught myself and, and have tried to keep learning and, and improving ever since. Right. Okay. Well, and so I, I would, I would assume when you were doing that, that was probably digital, right? Yes, definitely. Yeah, I got I, I got my start with digital, and before that, I mean, of course, I'm 47 now, so I, I grew up of of analog, but I never got any more technical than a, a point and shoot, you know, with friends, and that was about you know little disposable cameras. That was about as much experience as I had until that point. So, um, yeah, I started with digital really, and and then went backwards to analog. <laughs> I, I think a lot of us can relate to that. So, so what was kind of that, what kind of inspired you to move back into film? I just love the look of film. All of my favorite photographers. Um, when I, when I got more into photography, I, I, I love history and art. And so I really found myself getting into the, the WPA photographers and, and then going about other famous photographers and just the nothing as you know can compare with the look of film it's it's just got I, I love anything analog it's just gorgeous so I really wanted to improve my skills and also be able to get the look that I wanted and you just really can't replicate that you know with with a digital camera no matter how good you are at Photoshop or anything like that it's just it's not the same <laughs> that's true that's true and it's you know that there is Speaking of the WPA, I mean, so you're just for the listeners, you're in North Carolina. 
um, and I'm in Alabama, so we're we're in a sort of similar part of the country, and that's a lot of your photography resonates with me because that's, I, I mean, the scenery is is similar, right? Because we both live in the South, and I do a lot of what I would call kind of rural backroads adventures as well, which is one of your favorite. You absolutely <laughs> drive in the woods and get lost and take pictures. <laughs> That's right. And, and, and one of the pictures you shared was a, a scene that Dorothea Lang had photographed back in the day. That was such a nice surprise because um, a lot of times, and I can't remember exactly where, um, I guess there was a big exhibition of her work where it credited that building to being someplace else that's not North Carolina. And so I did a little bit more research and found that that actually was Hurdle, the, the country of the general store, which is one of her more famous pictures. And it was in Hurdle Mills, North Carolina, which is maybe about 45 minutes from where I am right now. So it was an easy drive and it was just so incredible to see it still standing there and just to, look at that picture and, and how it is now and imagine everything that happened and that was going on at the time that picture was taken and how much things have changed since then how much things have, have stayed the same and and just what an incredible feeling it was to be where she was and drive on the same roads it, it was really an awesome experience i go back pretty regularly and it's it, every time i go it gets a little in a little bit worse shape originally the first time i went there were some of the original metal signs that were you could see in her photograph and so that was really cool and those were started disappearing and right. it's just, i don't feel like it's going to really be around probably a whole lot longer that's that's right and and i and i mentioned that's sort of a favorite subject matter of mine as well just just getting on the road and driving down one of these uh rural <laughs> paths uh, and so is that you know, sometimes, and especially, I think this was true during COVID, it was, you know, that's what we could go out and shoot, right? So is is there a part of it that is just opportunistic? That's what is close to you and what you can photograph, or it is, it, it really is sort of that documenting uh, the past before it goes away part of it? Definitely a, a love of it. I mean, it is great that, you know, we are where we are, that we're, you know, in the South and we're, you know, in the rural, you know, have access to so many interesting places that you really can't find any place, you know, I mean, you can, but not the same way, I guess. But um, I, I really just love documenting history. I love going for drives and listening to music with my kids. The whole, the whole experience of it is just such an incredible thing and then you never know what you're going to find and, and where you're going to end up that's how i set out anyway i just kind of <laughs> are and then go and you know sometimes i'll see things online that i'll think okay i'll head in this direction and see about this way and and then i go and i look it up and i do research and learn what this place used to be and you know what's happened to it over the years and how it came to be the way it is now it's it's just really the whole experience that i, I love all of it right well, and you are not far from Raleigh, is that right? Exactly. I'm about 25 minutes from Raleigh and 20 minutes from Durham. So, um, I'm, but, you know, you go 20 or 25 minutes in the other direction and you're pretty much in the middle of nowhere. So, it's, <laughs> I think. Right. And so for anyone who may not be aware, Raleigh is sort of a modern big city uh, by, by Southern standards. I mean, do you ever, and, and you do, I've you know, you've posted a few pictures that you took around Duke, of course, but are you ever tempted to go into the city and kind of do like some of the uh, street photography with a bunch of people walking around? I, I love street photography. I have such a huge respect for street photographers. Um, it's, it's just beautiful to me. It's not something I really feel comfortable with doing. Um, don't feel like that's my story to tell in a lot of places and I'm in awe of people who do it and do it well but you know I love I'm, I'm happy to go downtown and shoot the buildings or the goings-on or my kids really and that's about <laughs> as I feel when I do something like that right right okay well and you've also done a good bit of experimentation I think you know you talked uh, we were actually you and I were actually both guests on the Gen X Photography Podcast a few episodes <laughs> apart, and you talked a little bit uh, when you were chatting with Mario and Suzanne about some of your uh, multiple exposure work. 
Yeah, um, that was, it's, it's been interesting to me because throughout, whether, you know, in high school and college, when I was more into just art, it was pen and ink, and then photography, it was documentary photography and everything. I wanted everything to be so precise and the focus to just be spot on and the exposure to be just flawless and and being able to experiment and let go of that has really been so much fun and I've learned so much more from that than all the attempts I did to get quote unquote the perfect photograph. I, I've learned so much more about my camera and what it's capable of and and you know making photographs that I'm more pleasantly surprised by than knowing exactly what I'm going to get. It's it's really been fun. I I love just messing around and seeing what's going to happen. But <laughs> exposures I, I really they have a look that when they turn out good i think they're just the neatest thing <laughs> right and and you talked some about the cyanotypes too and that's the thing that i had tried a little bit you know again when covid hit i think we all had a little extra time on our hands so i gave that a try as well but you enjoyed that process yeah. also uh, absolutely it was a nice way to to try something new and to learn and to experiment, to be able to get out in the sunshine for a few hours a day and just see what happens. And I, it's something I could get my kids involved with too, where we could kind of, you know, do it together and look and see how things turned out and just spend time together outside and kind of break up the the routine, the monotony a little bit. So yeah, it's, and it's definitely something I've kind of taken a break from it because I make such a huge mess and I'm so unorganized. <laughs> everywhere so it's definitely something i want to get back into once i can get things organized a little bit better right right and i think one of the things one of the other things you had posted about at one point maybe not something you did a lot of but you had at least tried it in the past was screen printing and that's something you did with your kids too more recently yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm happy to try anything. And it's, you know, it, it's just the, the thrill of being able to create something to get an idea and to say, okay, let's try this and learn something new. And, and I might try it again and I might not, but it's something my kids really got into. So it's something we've done a few times where they've had fun making band shirts or art prints or collage or, or whatever. It's something they've really enjoyed. So I've had fun doing it with them and it's always nice to learn something new and try something different. Absolutely. And what so I guess once you got a little bit more into film, our mutual friend Chris Coker encouraged you to do your own developing as well. Was just so and he's always been just so incredibly generous with his time and his resources and his, and his knowledge. Chris just really went out there. I mean, it's it was amazing to watch how he went from okay I'm just going to mess around with film to I'm going to go all in and learn everything and be really good at it and so anytime he found something out he would share with me or anytime he found a little hack or a tip or a trick that worked for him he would share it and I really can't thank him enough because there's just so much out there it's hard to know where to start or what to watch or what to do and he was I don't I don't know if I would be where I am now without his help and his guidance because he was like you need to watch this video you need to try this you should do it this way and it it was such a huge help so i i am eternally grateful for him to to kind of get me brave enough to try developing in myself because i was spending a fortune sending film off but being impatient and i i did not like anything about that part of the process <laughs> home develop is just it's relaxing when it all goes right. It's just this very peaceful, quiet time I have to myself. And it's, it's, I, yeah, I've, I've really, it's my, it's probably my favorite part. I mean, other than the actual taking the pictures, it's such a great part of the process to be able to do. So I'm eternally grateful to Chris for that. Yeah, absolutely. And it does, it seems like maybe you share a little bit more black and white than color, but you do some color work as well. Do you, this, this is always, thing I'm curious on people's thoughts on it you know the post for this is this is me uh, my opinion my the, the post processing you know black and white scanning and that sort of thing is a little bit easier for me I struggle with the color correcting in post but the developing part maybe color is a little bit easier just because you can do multiple roles it doesn't matter you know the times and temperature is is all the same do, do you 
do you have a preference one or the other? No, I, I totally agree with you. And, and I've noticed too in the South, it's a lot easier to keep the water warm than it is to get a cold. <laughs> right. Um, so color, yeah, color developing to me is so much, not so much, but it's a, it's a good bit easier. It's, it's more convenient for sure. Um, but I really do struggle with when I, when I'm scanning to get the colors somewhat natural or on the, you know, when I go from picture to picture to picture, trying to keep the, the skin tones the same and try to keep everything somewhat uniform looking and eventually I just give up and go, I like this. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you definitely have a lot more latitude to, to mess around and it's like, okay, I can fix the contrast and fix this and that's great. It's perfect. So yeah, black and white definitely speaks to me. I, I love the look. It's timeless, but it also is is less challenging for me than than color processing. Yeah. Right. Well, and so, but I did want to ask I don't know if you did a lot of this, but some of the things you posted, you attempted some film souping at some point. I've, I've not done that very often. Um, I've done it twice and um, I liked it. It was fun. Um, it's not something I could see doing a whole lot of. It's just, I, I love the unpredictability of it. I love experimenting with different soups and seeing what you get. There's so many photographers on Instagram who, have it down to this this science it's the results they get are so beautiful and so interesting and mine were kind of like okay that's quirky and different um but yeah it was just uh, to me it was fun to try but I don't know if it'll be like a thing that I keep returning to plus I do not have the patience like you know you have to just let it sit and sit and I, I <laughs> really don't like that at all. <laughs> that's <don't>... right <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And I would, I would think I haven't tried it myself, but I I'm always interested because it is such a unique look and that, and it really, you know, for the folks who are into the ultra experimental processes, I think that would be a great uh, thing to try out. But yeah, just going back to the part where I struggle with the color correcting, I can't imagine <laughs> how I would compensate for something where I don't even know what color it is supposed to be. <laughs> and and just get the results that they're like, okay, I like that. That's kind of, kind of weird. And that's, that's how I like it. So yeah, you kind of give up and throw everything out the window and say, this is cool looking. This is how it's going to stay. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So you do a good bit um, of photography with your Nikon FM2? Uh, FE2. FE2. Uh, but also Mamiya 645? Mostly um, my, my two main go-tos are, are the Nikon and then um, Roloflex. Okay. But the Nikon, if I'm at home and I want to stay around the house, it's it's a it's a beast to lug around. So um, <laughs> right. it, it, as far as sharpness and, and ease of use, it's, it's a beauty. I really love that camera so much. But when I'm out and about, it's going to be either either the Nikon or the Roloflex, which is just a dream come true to have that was the the camera that the, it's just so easy to use you can't go i mean you just can't go wrong with it so i love that thing right well how how do you you know this is another thing that some people are great at some people struggle do you um in terms of 35 millimeter do you ever struggle to get through a roll or do you are you able to finish one up pretty quickly Problem finishing roll. Um, usually, if I'm going to take pictures, I have something in mind for that role. So I, I don't, I don't usually load it up until I'm ready to take some pictures. So I, I pretty much know what I have in mind, and I, I yeah. If anything, I travel with too many rolls of film just in case, <laughs> that, and then I'll be like full of regret that I didn't have more with me. So I always try to bring at least three or four rolls wherever I go, and then just get it all out of my system so I, I never leave a roll sitting ever so that's just it's it's stressful to me <laughs> and be done and move on to the next one right no i understand so what what uh, what are your current favorite films um i'm i just love trying all new i don't typically have a go-to film um color portrait 400 um that's you know again a winner always um with black and white i am i am happy to try anything um my last roll um, of black and white i shot was the um blomography the earl gray 100 and i pushed it to 400 
And I was so happy with the results from that one. It was such a beautiful contrast. I love a good contrasty film. And so it was, it was, it was great to use. I was really surprised by, by how much I liked it. So that was, that was a good one. Um, Ilford HP five plus, of course you can't go wrong with, um, right. black white film that you push a stopper to is, is going to make me happy generally. So, but like I said, I'm, I'm, I don't have a go-to film. I'll just pick up film and say, okay, I'll try this. And, you know, kind of, um, I'll go to the, you know, hashtags on Instagram and say, okay, how does it look, you know, shot, you know, 400 or 1600 or just, you know, how far I can push it or what kind of results I want and, and go from there. So that's really, really my plan of attack. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, and, and, unfortunately, of course, it has been a little bit more of a struggle to find some portrait recently, but I yes. hope. Oh, sorry. No, I was just going to say, I, hopefully they'll get all of that worked out and resolved. Not like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to use whatever, but portrait for color, really, I'm, I'm a little bit more flexible with black and white, but I do really love portrait for, for color. So, and thankfully, um, I'd stocked up pretty well last year and I tend to shoot black and white more often and save color for when I feel like the scene really calls for color. So I've got a little bit of a stash still put back you know, that I'll break out in case, you know, I really need it, but I'm trying to, trying to be a little bit more conservative with my color film. Right. No, I understand. I understand. So we talked about Chris, have you come across other film photography enthusiasts in, in your general area? There are so many, and unfortunately, um, I just really haven't had the opportunity to, to get out. There's there, thankfully, there are a lot of, you know, photo groups around here and film walks and things like that and I just haven't had the opportunity to really participate I've got four kids so my schedule right. is very um flexible as far as things like that go it's hard to really get out with a group at a certain time and do things so it's usually just me on my own or with one of my you know my um daughter Annie she's a film photographer too so it's usually just the two of us going out for drives and taking pictures that way and and that's okay but as far as you know an internet community of course as you know there's such an incredible film community on instagram and and so many people who are so generous with their time and their you know kind words and, and encouragement so that's really been a huge help and encouragement to me is just all the people I've been fortunate enough to meet through Instagram and talk to like that has been such an inspiration and I've learned so much from and I've, you know, it's encouraged me and inspired me and made me want to do more and, and experiment more and, and learn more and, and keep getting better in any way I can. Right. Yeah. And that's, it is a perfect segue. I had mentioned passing down this uh, enthusiasm to your kids and you have posted a, a, a few pictures of of Annie taking film photos and also a few of the pictures that she's taken, I think, uh, maybe even with a Holga. So how did all of that come about? Did you try, did you hand her the camera one day and say, here, try this, or did she want to try it? Entirely on her own, the more I, you know, and the more you try to push kids to do something, the less likely <laughs> I be to doing it. But um, Annie, um, like I said, especially during the pandemic, um, when we would just go for drives and, and, you know, listen to music and stuff, and I would take pictures. And then she ended up getting a um, just a little point and icon from her grandfather. And so she started bringing that along with her. And real and the Holga, too, she named it. She got it all stickered up. She personalized it, made it her own. And she really doing it too so it's it's been really cool to be able to share that with her you know we try not to step on each other's toes it's like okay i'm going to go over here and take pictures of this like this so you can go over and you know we kind of make sure we each have our own things you know when we're together but she's she's got a great eye she loves learning and, and experimenting too and it's it's been really fun to to see what she takes pictures of and or, you know sometimes she'll just say I'm going for a walk I'll be back and she'll wander around town or through the woods and come back with a role for me to develop and that's that's just been the neatest thing I think I love being able to share that with her yeah I was I, well and you answered the question I was going to ask you if she had been shown any interest in doing the development part yet not yet she she sometimes will hang out with me while I'm, I'm doing it just to kind of keep me company um but I think it's still a little intimidating um probably because she's watched me struggle with spooling so 
always been in there when I've had the most difficulty when things just don't want to hop onto the stool and I'm saying terrible words and sweating. <laughs> and I think I've maybe scared her away, but I'm, it's, I try to tell her it's, it's not always like that, just sometimes. <laughs> right, right. And it, so I think you may have mentioned on Gen X, um, that you have a speed graphic, but you had not used it yet. Is that right? Yeah, too. Um, yeah, I, I, they're just sitting over there being beautiful. And <laughs> again, I've had a lot of photographers on Instagram kind of hop on and say, hey, if you want to get into large format, this is what you do. And so I have everything I need to get started that I just have not done yet. And it's, it's definitely the top, the very, very top of my photography bucket list for things I have not tried that I'm desperate to try. Um, I love the look of large format photography, the detail you can get, the, the depth of field, everything about it just appeals to me so much. It's just making that leap and, and getting started on it. But yeah, they're just sitting over there. And, and um, one of them has a, a shutter issue that I need to to figure out. The other one seems to be in perfect working condition. So I just need to to make it happen. <laughs> That's right. Well, I will look forward to seeing what you come up with when you do. But so, you know, we don't know when people will listen to this, but as we're recording it, we're, we're not far into the new year. Uh, so that kind of is a good segue for that. Do you have any goals for the new year, new, new photography things you would like to try or get into? This year has just been off to such a, a wonky start. I have not been able to sit and realize that we are in a new year. It just seems like it started out with illness that kind of dragged out. So as soon as everything kind of gets back to normal and writes itself, I, I, I really do want to sit down and figure some things out and, and make some plans because I, I don't want to get bored or keep doing the same things over and over. So I do want to make some plans and figure out what the next steps are for me. I just have not had the chance to sit down and do that, which has been a little frustrating, but I'm getting there. It's it's getting better. So I figure in the next week or two, I'll be able to figure that out. Um, one thing I was pleased about, I um, joined a group, um, the Artist Collab, um, the, one of the photographers from Sheila with Film Insiders um, runs, and um, she does monthly assignments. And so I did the first month's assignment for that. And that was really huge for me because I tend not to be a group joiner, first of all. And second of all, I'm so terrible with deadlines and, and doing things when they need to be done. So that was a really big step for me. It was, a, it was really inspiring. It definitely pushed me to get things done, whether I was ready to get things done or not. I was forced to plan out a project and think it through and shoot it and develop it and have it ready to go all to me during prompt on top of having COVID and the kids and everything else going on, but I did it. And so I figured that's, that's a good start for the new year. It's in, I'm encouraged. <laughs> that's right. Well, that's great. I hope I uh, wish you much success in keeping it going. Thank you. I, I'm, I'm working. I'm, I'm going to stick with it. I was kind of like, should I keep doing this? And I'm like, yeah, I definitely need to keep doing this just to keep pushing myself and hold myself accountable and make sure I give myself the time I need to to get things done like that. It, it really makes my life a lot, a lot more, interesting, a lot fun, a lot more fun. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. And so one of the, just to start working a little bit of music into the conversation. So an experience you had a little while back, you took some pictures of a local band and <laughs> ended up, I guess your son eventually joined the band. He wasn't a member at the time, but they, the, um, between the three, you and your son and the group, y'all, uh, or at least the group didn't know that you were your son's mother, right? <laughs> or, or tell us that story. It was so, it was so funny how it worked out. Um, I, I knew of the, the kids, um, my son worked, um, at the Domino's in town and mm -hmm all the people he worked with shared the same really obscure music tastes as he did, which was wild in a small North Carolina town to have a group of guys all bonding over these 
obscure noise and experimental bands. It was it was wild. So I knew of them and and everything. But um, one of them reached out to me and was like, "Hey, I like your photography. Would you take pictures of our band?" And I'm like, "Oh gosh, yeah, I'd love to. That's something I've always wanted to do. Um, music and photography are my two big obsessions. So that's that's." Everything. And then Ian, my son, came downstairs and told me, he's like, hey, mom, uh, Grayson from the band just uh, told me he thinks that uh, my mom's going to take their band pictures, but he wasn't. <laughs> yeah, that's me. So uh, so it was <laughs> just, that was so much fun. It was everything I've always wanted to do in one thing. And they were such great, great kids. They were a good band. Unfortunately, they're already um, already kind of fallen apart and moved on to other oh, things. No short-lived band but um but it was it was an absolute blast and they were more than willing to let me try anything and and were always happy with whatever I came up with so that was just a, a great experience that's right well one one of those pictures was a multiple exposure which was really a neat look I mean you don't see a lot of that photography asked to come out um to their to their practice one evening and they said be there around six and unfortunately, just through the general chaos of life, I wasn't able to go out and pick up anything other than the film I had. So I had 400 speed film and just, you know, ran out there and the rest of the band didn't get started getting there until 6.30, 7 o'clock. And they wanted to shoot in this old barn that was on the property that just had a couple of skylights. So it was really, um, I was really lighting challenged in those situations. So I was trying to figure out a way to, to save the situation. So... <laughs> exposures we'll do that it suits their sound it suits the band and we'll just see how it goes and thankfully it went better than I could have hoped and they were really happy with the way it turned out so I ended up photographing them a few more times I, I took pictures of a couple other shows and you know really had a lot of fun doing all that and they were you know more than happy to say yeah go ahead and try whatever you want to try do whatever you want to do we're going to love it and it was the perfect situation so yeah Okay, so and then the in, in your Instagram bio, you have a Spotify playlist. Speaking of uh, eclectic music taste, or maybe not eclectic, I don't know. There's a there is a very good variety, though. I would say who who are some of those groups? Tell tell some of the tell the listeners some of those groups that you enjoyed listening to over the last year. Spotify, I put together a playlist of um, my 100 most listened to songs over the past, over 2022. And um, a little caveat, I, ha I mostly listen to music in the car like that. When I'm at home, I'm a record player and I listen to records at home. So it's, you know, it kind of, it's all over the place. But I guess the the main bands on there, um, it's a band called the Television Personalities. Um, and now I'm totally blanking out on everything I listen to. <laughs> Ice Spaceman 3, um, My Bloody Valentine Ride, a lot of the shoegaze bands, a lot of the 80s creation records bands, um, television, Richard Hell and the Voidoids, a lot of the late 70s stuff, and then, of course, the Beatles and Bowie and, and old school stuff like that, a little bit of jazz with Sun Ra and things like that. So that's that's mostly what's on there. Yeah. Well, and, and kind of going back to that post you made about your parents and the music they played in the house growing up, kind of what are some of your your memories of that growing up and in, in music in the household? We're always listening to music. Um, my dad played guitar, um, acoustic guitar um, at the time. So he was really, really, I mean, just always listening to music. Um, my earliest memory is sitting with Play-Doh in the front room while he was listening to the Beatles. I mean, the Beatles were always on. So lots and lots of Beatles growing up. Um, I loved Hendrix when I was a kid and I, I learned really quickly that if my parents had friends over, I always was allowed to pick one song before I went to bed. And so I would usually pick Are You Experienced by Jimi mm -hmm. Hendrix. That was my bedtime song. And A, I thought it was the coolest sounding thing ever, but also it would get the approval of all my parents' friends. They thought I was like, <laughs> five-year-old ever so so that was a blast um yeah they Neil Young um Bowie T-Rex um my mom was really into the Moody Blues and of course the Beatles and the Rolling Stones and Led Zeppelin and also Neil Diamond but um yeah <laughs> and then of course like like you mentioned they were always listening to John Prine that was something that everybody could could enjoy no matter what we listened to in the house everybody always loved John Prine so that was that's a lot of nice memories growing up for me Okay. And and did you play any instruments yourself? 
Oh, I never had the patience to learn. Um, I wish I would have. Um, I had access to guitars. Um, dad, he played by ear, so he wasn't you know technically trained in any way. He could hear something and and just play it. And he's an, a phenomenal guitarist. My sister got his talent. She was in band. She played clarinet. She played keyboard. She could do everything. And I just would get frustrated really quickly and and give. I'm definitely more of, of, of an appreciator and not a not a musician, unfortunately. Right. And but at least three of your four children play though, right? Yeah. Um my my oldest son Ian, he plays bass. So of course when he joined the band they had him playing keyboards. Um mm -hmm. I guess noise he could pretty much just run it through some effects pedals and and make whatever sound he wanted and that was great. So but he he has taken years of bass lessons to to make noise which is awesome um and then my next oldest is aj and they had um they play acoustic guitar my dad saved up for years to buy his dream guitars he bought um he has a martin acoustic and a fender oh, wow. lost his hearing so my oldest aj got the martin and then annie got the stratocaster and okay. so they are gifted at a very young age with about as good of an instrument. <laughs> so um, AJ is self-taught that they are relentless perfectionists and they will sit with a guitar for seven or eight hours at a time until they learn a song and get it down and make it sound beautiful. And Annie, um, she took guitar lessons from an incredible local teacher who's been in a ton of pretty well-known bands. Um, so she had a really great opportunity to learn what she learned from him. And now she's kind of off on her own teaching herself Patti Smith songs and, and things like that. You know, lots of effects pedals and all that cool stuff. So, and then my youngest is seven. So he's always taught, he loves music. He loves listening to music. He's always, so I figure he'll be next. I'm not sure what he's going to play, but I know he's going to, I know he'll play something. So I'm glad they got the, the patience and the, the business and the, the talent that my dad had and not my, easily frustrated impatient <laughs> so yeah it's been a thrill to have a house full of music and kids always making noise i love it i think it's the greatest thing it, it is awesome because i didn't want to leave him out of the conversation and i was going to ask has he shown any kind of interest in either of these music or photography asked for um an insax camera for christmas so he's been taking mountains of polaroids he has been and it was it was such a highlight of my life a couple of weeks ago he's like mom we should go on a drive and take pictures and i'm like well yeah let's do that right now <laughs> so we went out and and we took pictures and he took his little camera and immediately shot like 40 pictures just bam as soon as we got out of the car so got a little bit of work to do with kind of keeping him um you know slowed down a little bit because that does get really expensive really fast but oh yeah but, but yeah he loves taking pictures he's already filled up a photo album he chases our dog around the house and takes pictures of that and his lego sets and family and just anything he can take a picture of so he's really gotten into that and that's been amazing to see things through his eyes i really have enjoyed that and music he's always listening to music um always wanting me to add songs to his ipad and just always has it playing so i figure he'll get into something soon <laughs> Yeah, well, it it sounds like the family group needs a drummer. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> play together. I'm like, guys, come on, you all can get together and play music, and none of them will do it. In spite of the fact that they all like roughly the same kinds of music, they have overlapping tastes in some areas. I'm like, you guys should get together and, and play something together. And they just look at me like I'm insane. They're like, no, absolutely not. So, yeah, band, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's... um you know, clear, I, I'm assuming anyway, that you have influenced the kids with music, but does that work in the other way as well? Do they introduce you to some of the newer bands? Incredible. I, I really have been so fortunate in that they're always like, hey, mom, I think you'll like this. Check this out. And, you know, they'll send me songs several times a week. I, I really am so fortunate to kind of keep my music taste fresh it's not i mean most of what i listen to unfortunately is still high school and college stuff that i've hung on on kind of a habit we all fall into but i am able to keep adding to it or maybe bands that i'd heard of that i didn't really listen to a lot but they're like no you really need to to check this out and listen to it and it's been 
so much fun. And Ian or Annie will be like, oh, mom, there's this concert coming. We need to go. And they're not embarrassed to be seen with me. They want to go to the show. It's been really cool to experience so many shows with them and, and have that experience together that we can all go as a family and enjoy a concert and, you know, look forward to more. And I, I've really been very, very lucky. So it's it's been a cool experience. Yeah, absolutely. And and it's, you know, this is this is a thing I struggle to articulate myself. So don't feel bad if, if you do as well. But I, I'm always curious to hear, you know, these things, music and photography are important to all of us. You know, we all, we all have our takes on these things. And I was just curious kind of for you as passions for you, kind of what you know, as high level or as deep as you would like to go, kind of what what role do these things play for you? Whether you're creating something with photography or just uh, enjoying music as part of your, you know, everyday life, like you mentioned, sort of the soundtrack of your life to kind of alter your mood or just have, you know, music going as you're going about your day. Um. Well, to start with photography, I guess, um, photography in my life. Um, oh gosh, um, this is a tough one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, I really like challenging myself. I like learning. I like adding on to, to what I already know and being able to see progress. And I've always loved art and I've, I've always loved photographers and respected what they do. And to be able to see something and and make an image of it and to have it last and to to bring something into the world from my point of view is is just really a great thing for me personally it's something that I just I've always liked you know as, as long as I've been doing it it's just something I've always wanted to keep doing and keep trying new things and to keep learning and to to keep growing and to keep pushing myself and to come up with projects or places or things that I want to document and have that for myself and to maybe share it it and again share it with my kids and and encourage them and say okay you have these opportunities I want you to take them and run with them you know things that I didn't have when I was growing up so if you like you know this here's a camera here's a guitar here's this you can take this into your life and and be able to express yourself and have something you know to look forward to in your free time or something that's going to help you grow as a person or or meet other people or whatever however it comes into play in their lives and music probably my earliest and biggest obsession just as as a fan um it's just always been something that's been part of my identity the music i listen to is is just so closely intertwined with with who i am um you know in high school with the making mixtapes and sharing it with friends who probably didn't want a three cassette spaceman three introduction but they got <laughs> um that's that's just always been who i am and I, the energy and the feeling and the people behind it and the style and the attitude is just it all goes together with photography I, i've always wanted to be able to capture what i hear in music in a photograph whether it's you know the kind of woozy multiple exposure thing that you can get like the feeling you get from a shoegaze song like a my bloody valentine song and being able to put that in a photograph or maybe you know the, the stark black and white that you might get from like you know like um one of my favorite rock rockers is is david godless who did a lot of the 70s um cbgb's new york scene to be able to get that kind of look the stark black and white kind of kind of like just i i always kind of have that in the back of my mind it's like this you know i could tie this to a song or a feeling i get from a song and so to me it all it all goes together if that made any <laughs> it did absolutely and it and it's sort of you know i suspect a lot of this will be the same but it, it was obviously important to you to kind of pass down and share your love of these things with your kids as well it really has been and again it's nothing you know it's i'm i've always listened to music at home and in the car so they've been exposed to it and they have their own taste it's nothing i've ever said you're gonna you know you need to listen and you're gonna love them they've just always been exposed to and then on their own they've kind of 
come back to a lot of the music I like and that kind of sound, but then expanded on it and said, okay, well, mom, you listen to this and this and this, you need to listen to this because you're going to love it. And they're always right. So like you said, it's, it's nice to be able to, to have that. And I'm, again, I'm so fortunate that, that all of my kids are such huge music fans and all of them appreciate photography, even if they don't actively go out and take pictures themselves. They, they're encouraging, they're inspiring, they're always around. And I think that's the greatest. I've, I've been the luckiest mom in the world. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, it's, you know, you, you do post about um, going on these little road trips and it maybe around a holiday like Labor Day or spring break or something, just getting in the car and having the the road trip soundtrack and going and finding a place to explore and taking pictures. It's, it it's, sounds like a, a great life when you're able to do that with your kids. And and Annie, um, she's usually the one who controls the music, which is is been hard to let go of, of having my own, but her taste, she's gone through the exact same phases in music as I have. It's been funny to watch her go from you know, the Jesus Mary Chain to Spaceman 3 to Creation Records to Twee, the, the 1970s New York thing to the Velvet Underground to the mod stuff. Got these little that exactly mirrored the same phases I went through in high school and college. So it's just been a blast turning it over to her because she just plays the best music. She's usually she's usually the one in the car with me because she's the youngest of the big kids. And then Miles is still a little guy, but um, the adults are with me. Ian will play industrial and noise and experimental and it will be loud and it will be cool and, and i'll learn all sorts of new stuff and occasionally hear some things i'm familiar with and then aj tends to go for more of the acoustic the the silver jews and, and purple mountains and modest mouse and things like that so they're all awesome and it's a blast and so we can bond over music we can bond over whatever we happen to see while we're out you know we get some snacks and just make a day of it so what words of encouragement could you offer to anyone who maybe are just getting into film photography or just experimenting with different creative outlets in general? I, I mean, you've, you, you don't strike me as someone who's been afraid to try something new and, and maybe it's something you, you love and grasp a hold of and keep going with it or other things. Maybe you just try it a couple of times just to see whether it's something you like or not. Um, but just kind of what, what's been your experience in terms of, of being open to trying some of these different uh, and, and sometimes older techniques? Um, I, it really took me years. I, I wanted to try film for years. And for some reason, I was so afraid to try. I didn't want to, to mess up. For some reason, that was such a huge block with me is that I, I didn't know if I was going to be able to do it. I didn't and just all these things kept me from doing it and then finally you know I just I just did it and it was it just seemed like all that doubt so silly because you just do it and it's fun enjoy it you, you learn by enjoying it you learn by doing it and of course you're going to make mistakes starting out I mean that's just the same with anything and it's fun you embrace the mistakes you learn from the mistakes you think okay definitely don't you know put the fixer in before you develop your film that's not going to go well or don't shoot one or you know learn the basics and you know you're you're just going to learn everything by doing and you're going to make every mistake that there is to make i have made the most ridiculous mistakes and it just it just makes me laugh because it's like well that was goofy in hindsight and now i know not to do that or maybe it was some a mistake where it's like okay but i kind of like the way that turned out that was weird i'm going to work on that and see if i can make something of it and it's just it's really been great just to let go and embrace the mistakes and learn from them or see if you can turn them into something like i said i was such a perfectionist when i started out and i wanted to have these documentary you know photographs and being able to let go of being a perfectionist and saying okay i'm going to really lean into learning and making mistakes and trying new things and seeing what I like and and just just doing it I mean that's really the biggest advice I can give to anybody is you have the opportunity to do it don't pass it up just go for it make the most of it see what you like see what works for you and if it doesn't then try something else just keep trying and don't stop learning that's right and that is great advice and I I would certainly echo that I think you know 
the very first time I was going to develop a role of 120, I, I was struggling and I couldn't figure out why. And it was because I was trying to load the backing paper onto the reel. And, <laughs> and, and of course, during the course of that, I turned the light on multiple times, to try, you know, thinking, uh, you know, I'd put it in the tank and put the lid on and turn the light on and I look down on the floor and there's the film <laughs> on the floor. But you just kind of go, okay, well, I know not to do this again. I've, I've cut myself while trying to get canisters open and blood. I've done, I've just done so many goofy things. And the backing paper was one of my first big ones where I got, I couldn't figure out which was which in the bag. And I'm like, well, okay, now I need to avoid this from now on. How do I do that? <laughs> you know just try not to take it too seriously and thankfully i've not like i mean I, I wouldn't do this to myself or to anybody else but i've not shot like weddings or anything like when i was in my learning phase so so nothing catastrophic happened that couldn't be fixed it was all just okay i went out and shot a role for fun and now i'm gonna see how it goes <laughs> right exactly exactly well sarah thank you so much for joining me this has been so much fun how can people follow along and and get in touch yeah, um, Instagram. Um, I'm Sadie K Acres on Instagram. Um, that's really um, that's really all I have right now. I've I've flirted with having a website on and off over the years, and it's nothing I've been really great at maintaining. Um, but maybe eventually I will. So Instagram is is really the best way to follow me. I try to post pretty regularly on there, and and love it when I meet new people and and find new photographers. So yeah, find me. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And thank you so much again, Sarah. It's been so much fun talking with you. This has been awesome. Thank you again for having me on. This is such a cool idea for a show and I've, I've really enjoyed every second of it. Thank you again. My thanks again to Sarah Akers for taking some time out to chat with me about her love of music and photography and getting to share those loves with her kids. Please do check out the show notes and give her a follow. Our theme song, Timeless, is from Mike Gutterman at mikegutterman.bandcamp.com. Check out all of the music for productions that Mike makes available for content creators. If you'd like to get in touch with Sunny 16 Presents about any ideas you'd like to explore in podcast form, you can get in touch at sunny16presents at gmail.com. And of course, as our friend John Whitmore might remind us, always try and be a decent human being.